Flight tests, check flights and job interviews, sim rides and flights, all can be a stressful part of a pilot's career. But there are ways to be better prepared when they come up and make it just that little bit less stressful. I'm going to talk about that and more coming right up. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 61 of Flight Training Australia, the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson, thank you for joining me. How's your Christmas preparations going? How's your Christmas parties going? Hope everyone made it through okay. Only six days to go if you can believe that. Hopefully you've got some awesome aviation related gifts in your wish list there and uh, friends and family are taking note. I know plenty of you out there need a new headset, that is for sure. So, um, yeah, start rattling the tin and let everyone know. Because if you can't hear those radio calls, you can't hear anything, it's going to make life very difficult. So tell them that it's all about your safety and uh, maybe you'll get a good surprise. For many, Orphan Christmas is something that uh, many in GA are familiar with either unable or just can't afford to get back home for Christmas and um, a great time for colleagues to get together and share a meal. 2022, the year that we thought would be, uh, you know, getting back to normal, in some ways it has. It's nearly at an end. It's certainly thrown its fair share of challenges our way. Air travel in both GA and the airline sectors are booming, but after a huge amount of redundancies, early retirements and just people finding new work, Airlines and uh, GA companies as as well are finding themselves short of staff in all departments. This in turn, of course, is draining from regionals and then flowing onto GA. For some, that's fantastic. Others, it's a nightmare. Um, Progression is proving to be a lot quicker, but the retention of crew for operators is becoming a challenge. This is leading to cancelled or delayed flights, existing crew working max hours, It's all good for newer pilots to take advantage and seize opportunities much earlier than normal, but it also presents some new challenges depending on where they're based. So for those following me on Instagram and Facebook would probably know that I've just spent the last week in Broome and um, my flight just today was delayed five hours. Um, Some people didn't get to Kununurra, no flight to take them to Kununurra once they got to Darwin and they've um, had to stay the night. This is going on all over the place because not enough crew or flight and duty limitations are just not uh, making it all possible. So this situation is going to take some time to improve and I believe as a new crew can only be trained so fast, access to simulators are limited, booked out for months and check-in training crew themselves are just as overworked and limited. So I was invited by the team at uh, Broome Aviation to conduct some uh, Cessna 310 checks as well as getting them ready for their IPCs or their instrument proficiency checks. And unlike normal IPC preparation I do um, in a fully equipped flight school with training aircraft and simulators and things, um, this is not the case here. And it really dawned on me that for many um, it's a really tough ask and a difficult challenge to try and be ready for these kind of checks. Um, there is no sims. There is uh, no access to mentoring potentially. 
So I had to approach it a little bit different way to get everybody through and pleased to say that they all did. So well done to uh, Paul, Sam, Kalen and James. Great work, guys. And um, it was fantastic to meet you all. Now, if you're not instrument rated, keep listening because what I'm about to talk about doesn't just apply to that. It's uh, to your flying every day. So stay tuned. But before I do, um, it seemed my timing in broom was perfect as the control tower, um, well, the guys at uh, Air Service in the broom tower, they had their annual Christmas drinks at Mangrove and uh, it was fantastic to be invited to that and go along and meet everybody and uh, a heap of the other pilots from all the other operators up there in broom as well. So everybody, quick shout out to you all, um, the, tower t- the tower team, uh, <laughs> the tower team, I don't know how to say that, but yeah, Steve, Joel, Jasper and Andy, um, and their assistance in getting the whole training done in a Class D environment was crucial and uh, very flexible. So thank you, guys. Um, everyone at Broom Aviation, obviously, uh, Sahil and Blake, uh, Kimberly Air, Ollie, Simone, Akram and Lockie, who also loaded my bags as a typical GA pilot doing a second job with Swissport there. So, mate, everything was uh, intact. Thank you for that. And uh, some of the guys from Avier as well, Toll, Chris, um, Mitch and Todd, some former students in there, uh, great to catch up with everybody and just to hear all your stories and uh, how your careers have developed, if I've known you before and if not, just, uh, yeah, your journey. Akram listening to the podcast from Melbourne uh, to Broome on his way, boning up on the wet season, which is yet to hit Broome, but I'm sure it's not far off. Um, It was just great to meet all of you and catch up. That was awesome. So anyway, back to what this has to do with the rest of you. So preparing for check rides, it's challenging. But there are things you can do that are in your control. And first of all, access to probably information, I think, is, is one of the critical things. The theory, the air law, the SOPs, um, ops manuals, POHs, all that stuff. But the practical application of it all as well is an absolute must, especially when it comes to IFR. You can read cheat sheets and you can read the rules and everything, but if you don't think to how to actually apply it all to real life, it can be very, very difficult. So whatever the rules are that are governing your style of flying, make sure you really understand them and think about it and just sit back and go, what does that actually mean? What would I do here in that particular scenario? One of the things is you've just completed flight school potentially, just headed out into the big world and, you know, probably feel completely out of your depth and terrified. And you only know what you know. And hopefully that is that you chose a good flight school, that's had good instructors that have got industry experience, and that's prepared you as much as possible for it. If it hasn't, how do you know that you don't know? And how can you address any knowledge deficiencies and experience deficiencies that you've got? You obviously can't get experience without experience, that old chestnut. All right. So identifying these is the first step. And this is usually only going to be by entering the workforce and having the opportunity to fly with a senior pilot or a Czech pilot who can give you that feedback and guidance along the way. And if you find someone like that, ask them if they'll be your mentor and uh, someone you can sort of look up to and and bounce off of uh, any questions that you've got or concerns, maybe issues at work as well. It's um, important to have someone like that in your life, especially when you're new and young and feeling a bit vulnerable as well. 
All right, so it's most likely, what, a year or more since you probably did your instrument rating. And this raises the age-old question of, well, when should you even do your instrument rating? Should you have even done it then? Some say there's no point, as you're not going to use it for a few years. And that argument does have some merit, but times are changing. If you don't do it whilst you're training, it can be really difficult to get leave, especially once you're already working. And if you've left home, need to support yourself, you know, there's other costs now. But there's another angle I want you to consider. IFR training, if delivered by a good, knowledgeable and experienced instructor, can benefit your overall flying greatly. What do I mean by that? IFR is about accuracy, preciseness, preparation, planning, good thorough preparation before you go flying, really thinking about the flight and possible options subject to, you know, weather not being what you expect or getting worse as planned. All these skills will make you a better VFR or obviously IFR pilot, but you have to discipline yourself to maintain that standard once you leave the training environment. When check flights come along, pilots are naturally nervous. One of the reasons for this is they understand that they're being assessed for the first time in a while. They go, oh man, look, they need to learn their checks, their speeds, procedures, emergency procedures, SOPs. Why would this be the problem though, if you're following them in your day-to-day flying? And this is one of the problems. For some reason, I guess just being naming human nature, we tend to relax a bit when we're on our own. And if it hasn't been drilled into you through the company standards, you tend to get a bit lazy and maybe slack off a bit too much. You're going to fly differently. And I've mentioned this before, trying to get someone to do a 30 or 45 degree turn at a specific height suddenly is just really, really difficult. Why? Because we're used to just sort of polling the aeroplane around, just descending into the circuit at whatever rate we happen to do it at, at whatever bank angle gets the job done. But we're not really worrying and focusing on holding angle of attack, airspeed, bank angle, or altitude. You fly differently, and you're going to fly one way in the day, maybe another at night, one for instrument training, and then on the check flight, try and do it completely differently again. Why do this to yourself? Some of the best advice I can give to any pilot, and I do, is to fly the same way no matter what flying you're doing and maintain the discipline and the standards. What do I mean by that? Well, let's just think right back to even starting in your initial training. Example of your pre-landing checks. From day one, you would have been taught to check the undercarriages down and locked or some wording along those lines. Why? It's fixed gear. It's always there. Well, one of the reasons we know is primacy, to ingrain that check into you right at the beginning and follow it for every flight. But you do it, don't you? Even though the gear is fully fixed and is not going to be going up and down for some hours yet until you move up to the next phase of your training. If at all. What about considering lower safe or MSA? Coming into an approach, into an airport or a visual approach, a visual status, we acknowledge that we're clear of the cloud or any other limitation and we just then can come in onto the circuit. It all took but a few seconds, but it's part of your descent process now. 
So you could be out there, daytime VFR, banging around in your 210, and just think about what's lower safe in this area. Yep, I'm visual. It's all good. Just starts to become part of your everyday flying. When flight tests and checks come along, even if it's not part of your normal day flying, things are more natural and you aren't trying to fly completely differently and in a different way causing you stress and because it's not how you fly every other day, increases the likelihood of making mistakes. So think about setting yourself up Getting the standard, even if you're VFR and not flying IFR, practice with your flight plans. Load the GPS properly. Set your CDI, your heading bug, and then turn. Don't do stuff head down and then fix up the height as if it doesn't matter because that could cost you a test one day. All right, good luck, and hopefully that will help you out with your next check flight. All right, guys. That's it for this week's episode. Just a quick one. Um, I've only just got back off the plane after being late. It's nearly midnight and um, time to bed. Back into it tomorrow. But uh, I will try and get one more out for the Christmas. Or it's just going to be after Christmas. But Merry Christmas to everybody. Stay safe. Um, Hope you get lots of goodies. And I will see you on uh, the 27th. Until then, clear skies and remember the golden rule. Aviate, navigate, communicate. Cheers, everyone.